gets inside, leans in, knocked away and stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top. This the dagger. This kind of sick. Zion's gonna want out soon. Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Josh P. Angston. Today, I just want to cover Brad Beal. That's all I simplistically want to do today. I just want to cover Bradley Beal because he's finally been traded to the Phoenix Suns. I've called it. I've been calling it. It was between him and the Miami Heat. And this is something that I've been looking forward to. I know I expressed that greatly on Sunday's episode, on Sunday's emergency podcast episode. I went through all the mock trades. I went through a lot of the mock scenarios. I went through the players that the Suns could have uh, given up. The picks. Stuff along those lines. You guys seem to enjoy it. This is Monday morning. And I just want to talk about Brad Beal. Nothing else is really happening in the NBA that's that significant. Unless we're talking about the draft. Today's episode is going to be very quick. It's just going to be breaking down the Brad Bill trade. Where the Suns go from here. Where the Heat go from here because they have bigger and better plans. Their words, not mine. And we're just going to go from there. Um, In terms of how people view this trade, it is a very mixed reaction. Many people love Matt Ishbia, and many people thought that the Phoenix Suns got finessed. I'm going to talk about that here in the next few minutes. Remember, guys, you know where to find me, courtsheat.com, twitter.com, slash courtsheat. Those are, you can always find me on the website, but for social media, Twitter's the best place to be, best place to go, and that's where majority if not all my content is being put on so if you guys want the best in basketball news highlights anything content related articles don't matter just come to twitter real time we will have it interviews we have it all we have it all so i just want to jump right into this i care less about the social media I am very excited. I am very excited that the Valley has secured Brad Beal. And I get it that he's expensive. And I get it that he's had some health issues. And that he could be rocking in the same boat as Kevin Durant. But what the Suns have done was a finessing move. James Jones was brilliant. Matt Ishbia was brilliant. All the Suns had to trade was Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, a couple of second rounders, and multiple pick swaps to acquire Brad Beal from the Wizards. The former free-time All-Star, the still 
highly talented, still a star in the NBA, Bradley Beal, did not cost us any first rounders. Now, we couldn't give up any first rounders, but Washington was not playing hard ball. They wanted Chris Paul. They would take Landry. They they wanted to take on Landry Shaman. Chris Paul was contract. A couple of second rounders and multiple pick swaps. Maybe the pick swaps are better first rounders for the Wizards. I, I don't know what that would entail exactly, but we have the multiple pick swaps in there. It was also later revealed the Suns would be getting Jordan Goodwin. Jordan Goodwin is an unexpected death player for Phoenix. And that's a nice for Phoenix because their death, their bench, it's been it's been lacking. Now, we're going to be looking primarily at the bench this offseason now that we've gone another star for Deep Book and KD and DA to play by, to play with. But this this trade was a solid upgrade. It was a tremendous upgrade for the backcourt that forms a solid starting five for the Suns. The starting five for the Suns would be Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayn, uh Bradley Bill and Josh Akogi. Josh Akogi or Tory Craig, whichever one you're able to resign. So I think this starting five is going to be a very scary starting five. I think it's going to be a more complete starting five. I think the defense and offense will be balanced. Maybe it will slightly be favored more towards offense, but Devin Booker's rising as that two-way player. Katie's been underrated defensively. Josh Akogi, you know what he can do. In DA, maybe he can get a little something from Frank Vogel. You just never know. And I was touching on that yesterday during the emergency podcast, but I've never seen so many people down about this trade. Why would you not trade away Chris Paul, Landry Shaman, all that stuff? You just traded away an aging, a very aging point guard. Things like 37, 38 years old. You traded away an awful, awful bench piece. I love, I respect Chris Paul, and I hope they can win a ring. His free years in Phoenix is probably going to land him in the ring of honor, in the team ring of honor. I would induct him into the team ring of honor if I were um, leading the charge on that. Just my personal opinion. Because Chris Paul broke the 10-year playoff drought. Chris Paul proved that Phoenix can't be a good basketball team. Chris Paul did get some names to come over here, like Kevin Durant. Chris Paul did put the Suns back on the map. And Chris Paul did take him to the finals alongside Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayn in 2021. So, the list of accomplishments Chris Paul has achieved in Phoenix and should be awarded and put on notice almost of just how well he did in Phoenix. That should not be undermined. That should not be taken for granted. So even though I've always uh, that I was ready to move on from Chris Paul due to the contract situation and due to the age situation, that plays a part to his health as well. And when it comes uh, time for postseason for when May rolls around. I love Chris Paul. I wish him nothing but the best. But 
this was the right move. Trading for Brad Bill was the right move. And even though he's not a quote-unquote point guard, you could have point book. You can have KD facilitate that ball. You can have any of these free guys facilitate the ball, run this team, and I don't think Frank Vogel would have a problem with that. I don't think Matt H.P. or James Jones would have a problem with that. So I think you don't need to find a traditional point guard that was Chris Paul. I think you could have like a makeshift point guard. And I use that term mostly because I still believe that all three of these guys are really between D Book and uh, Brad Bill. They can take care of the point guard responsibilities because they both can be a solid playmaker when they want to. They get their own, but then they can also help others. They can help their teammates. So I'm not worried about that. So for everyone saying, oh, this was so stupid to give up Chris Paul and Andrew Sham, you're legit fitting out this team even more. You only have five players under contract. Once you um, have Bradley Beal. Okay? I'd rather have Bradley Beal than, again, an aging point guard who can't stay healthy. Again, no disrespect towards Chris. I love Chris. An awful bench piece in Landry Shamit who done nothing for us. It was a failed experiment. And now he's in Washington. So I think we need to understand the significance. This team was not better with Landry Shamit playing. This team was sadly not better when Chris Paul was playing. Because last season, Chris Paul was shown that his age was affecting him. His health was deteriorating, and he was just not being able to be that consistent light-up shooter that can create a firestorm, to put it that way. So I think this new big free of Brad Bill, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant is going to be pretty scary. That, to me, is going to be pretty, pretty terrifying. At least that that's my feeling. That's my feeling. I think in the end, the Phoenix Suns won this trade. And I know ESPN, they gave the Phoenix Suns a D rating. And people were having fun and poking um, at the Suns for not having the greatest defense. It was all that. I was reading the crap that people were putting down in the comment section. But I found that very, very head-scratching that the Suns receive Brad Bill, they get a great D. But the Wizards getting what they got, they got a B-. minus. Like, all the Wizards did was get rid of a huge contract to get Shamit. Like, honestly, how is that a B? How is that a B-? minus? I don't get that. I don't understand the Suns. And that's why people want the new media to be ushered in because of stuff like this. Because you can't take ESPN seriously when they're legit when they're legit giving the Suns a D and the Wizards a B minus. It was the same thing when first take or whatever ESPN show, I believe it was first take, was having their finals predictions of finals contenders and it was such a stupid list 
it was such a interesting list that I personally did not agree with. And I know many people from the comment section that I was reading from, or just in general, were not agreeing with that list. And I don't know if that list was supposed to be controversial or hot take, but it was not a good list to say the least. And when I look at the Suns trade and I see that they got a D, that doesn't make sense. I personally believe that this was a um a B plus A minus type situation. I truly do believe that. I think DeAndre stays, or at least you give him a month to figure this out, or at least when the trade line rolls around, you let that happen. But I think you try to resign Kogi or Craig to go into the starting five. And you, if you wanted to put Craig in there, you could or Kogi. I would put a Kogi, honestly, and I'm thinking about it. But to have the starting five of Booker, Beal, Durant, Ain, and Kogi, I would do that 10 out of 10 times. And this is the type of deal that I would do 10 out of 10 times. Again, this is just this just strengthens the entire team. The bench is going to be figured out. You're going to have to use a lot of minimums and veteran minimums, but that's fine. You're going to be able to sweet talk some players getting in there. I also believe some more trades are going to be done. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're not done. You, the Suns may go after guys that were originally coached by Frank Vogel or has connections to campaign and, um, uh, I, w- I want to say Kevin Durant and Brad Beal. You know who that would be? That would be my man, Russell Westbrook. Because, and this is gonna this is gonna segue into my next point, just breaking down the Brad Bill trade. The Wizards are kind of on board; like they would be happy to keep Chris Paul, but they're willing to trade him if he wants to go to a contender. And I didn't think the Wizards would be interesting, especially in a rebuild, to keep Chris Paul. But I guess it's from this perspective. Keep Chris Paul for a season or two, but let's just say it was for the season. And you get to teach those young guys. That's not bad. You keep them in check. You give them some leadership. You give them some discipline. That's not the worst case scenario. However, if he wants to go play for a contender like for Boston or for one or two Los Angeles teams, I'm going to get to that in about a minute. Then they're going to honor him and they're going to respect him and say, you know what, we're just going to trade you. We're going to try to get some pieces and you could try to win a ring. So, his family lives in L.A. He wants to see his family more. He wants to see his family more. It's between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Los Angeles Clippers. And the Los Angeles Clippers... Clipper Nation over here are ready for that reunion. They wouldn't mind making that reunion a reality. So they would welcome CP3 with open arms, bring them back, give a few pieces to the Wizards, give a few assets, and it would be fine. It would be fine. 
And I think that would be interesting. I think the Wizards would end up trading Chris Paul. I think it would be more beneficial for everyone. But this was gonna if for this to work, it had to be a free team trade, and that's what they're trying to find. They're trying to find that third uh, team. And I just want to say this. Even if Chris Paul is waived, the Suns cannot re-sign him, which means his time with Phoenix is officially over. Like he's ineligible to re-sign. So that big brain move cannot happen. Now I was talking about yesterday and even on social media. Yeah, the Clippers have been named as a team to trade for Chris Paul. They'll be looking for a reunion featuring CP3. They're going to see if they get him, take him off the hands of the Wizards, and you just keep life moving. But if the Clippers get Chris Paul, I would not be surprised if you saw Russell Westbrook say, you know what, I'm leaving. And now you open up the gates of, you open up the conversations of, you want to join the Phoenix Suns? We give you a fair deal, but it may not be a lot of money, but you can you could potentially win a ring with your former teammate, Chris Paul, I'm sorry, Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal. You get to play with Devin Booker. DeAndre would be there. Like you, That would not be bad. You could you could definitely sell that. Matt HBA could definitely sell it. James Jones could definitely sell him on that. Frank Vogel could give him this team's vision. Like there are some real, real talking points. And I know some people are talking about Russell Westbrook to the Suns. And as much as I don't like Russell Westbrook, especially when we played up against him in this uh this past postseason. I respect his game, and I'm starting to come around to, you know what? If we have a guy like that, that's some hustle. That's some intensity. That's just a guy who's willing, when he can't shoot, he'll get the rebound. He's just a gritty, gutty guy. He's just that guy that's going to be in your face or getting those rebounds and beating you out fundamentally and almost fancy-like. So... That's a player that many teams would love to have, and I think the Suns could offer him a deal. I think the Suns can say, you know what? Let's try to make this work. And if you have a team of Devin Booker, DeAndre, Brad Beal, Kevin Durant, Josh Akogi, Tory Craig, Russell Westbrook, like you're starting now to get because Russell Westbrook is probably going to become a Hall of Famer, so he's a future Hall of Famer. At least that's my opinion. I could definitely see that, but um, I could see Russ coming, especially if he only comes if Chris Paul goes to the Clippers. I, I can see that. I can see that. But Russ is going to be commanding some serious money. Because he's a starter. So I don't know how that would work. I don't know how that would work. And you could not trade for him. I don't I don't think you could trade for him. So could Westbrook still come to his team? Sure. Just it's going to be very, very interesting. But the Suns do need wing players, and just while we're on top of this, you're not going to be getting you're not going to be getting Bruce Brown Jr. or Kyle Kuzma, even though people want. I I don't think Kyle Kuzma should come here. 
I would say, you know what? Let's talk to Jay Crowder. I would talk to Jay Crowder. I would try to get back Tory Craig. How about Dante DiVincenzo? The Warriors can't. The Warriors can't pay from. So I would see if you could try to get him. I would see if uh, Watamba, if Utah Watamba uh, want to be, want to be, want to be, a uh, Utah wannabe, uh, small forward, twenty years old for the Brooklyn Nets. He's a good rotational piece. I like him. He has a good three point shot. He would bring that, in my opinion, that offensive defense that the Suns will need a really free point shooting. He's been in the league for five years. I honestly do believe that he would be good. And he would he would actually be pretty cheap. He would be cheap. Like he's the type of guy that could give you five seven, five to seven points per game with like one assist, two rebounds, but he would help you defensively when you need it. And offensively when you need it. And he showed that for the Brooklyn Nets. And he's pretty good shooting from deep. So I like that. He has some consistency there. So you just never know about him. You just never know. So when you're talking about wing players. And you need those wing players. Maybe you try to look at. um, Different guys along those lines. And I think you also try to. Look at other players. That could be, um, who who would be that one guy? I, I was going to say Justin Holiday, but I, I don't know if he really fit. Danny Green is a little too old, but if you look at a guy like, and this may shock you guys, but I would ask Nikola Alexander-Walker if he would like to become a Phoenix Sun. I would be 100% down for that. He would be a pretty good wing player for the Phoenix Suns. So, I'm not going to get into that today. I'm just spitballing with y'all. But, that's where my head is at. That's where that is kind of at. And I'm just spitballing. I'm not saying that all three of those guys or four of those guys. I'm not saying that all those guys need to be signed. And it needs to be a done deal. I'm just saying that's where my head is at. But, what I was trying to get at is... Russell Westbrook could become a member of the Phoenix Suns if Chris Paul goes to the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. I'm just going to be honest. Those, and those are also rumblings right now in the NBA world. But I could see something like that happening. And I would not be upset. I would not be upset at all. In fact, I think it would be very, very beneficial for the Suns, and we could commit to DA as well. Because DA and I have a love-hate relationship, but if it works with this new regime taking over, and I'm not saying that they're going to tap into something, he's going to be this mystical creature that's going to be dropping 50 and 40 per game. I'm not saying that, so please don't misconstrue. But I think he's going to be a solid piece, a solid starting piece. Unless he can't change up his attitude, can't change up his act, then he's probably going to have to go. But I would give it a shot. I'm not going to rule out, I'm not going to sour on DA yet. That's why it's been like a love-hate relationship. You guys will come to know for more of you guys that are listening to Courts I Heat podcast. Yeah, so we have that surrounding Chris Paul.
Now I'm, I'm gonna start bleeding into. I'm gonna start bleeding into the Miami Heat. But I want to. I want to say this, and this was. I think this was reported by Sean Sharani of the Athletic. Bradley Bill picked the Suns over the Miami Heat, Milwaukee Bucks, and the Sacramento Kings. I guess the Golden State Warriors were never really there. I guess they were just considering it, but never formally put an offer. I don't know, but they beat out Milwaukee, Miami, and Sacramento. And those guys, those teams, had more assets, had more desirable assets for the Wizards than what the Suns had, than what Phoenix had. But Beal won the play for Phoenix, and he used that no-trade clause to his advantage. He just forced his way there. He forced his way to the Valley. And I respect that a lot. I respect that a lot. But it did come out that the Miami Heat did offer the Washington Wizards. Um, where was the trade? Sorry, I'm looking at the trade right now. They did offer them. Um, Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, and several first round first rounders for Bradley Beal. They were trying to do it without Nikola Vovich, Jovich, and Haywood Highsmith. They were trying to do it without him, but that was the offer. It appears that Miami is deciding to look for bigger and better trades. I I think there's a possibility. I think the Heat are more focused on Damian Lillard. Like, they're hoping for bigger and better. Same with the Wizards. Like, the Wizards were trying to get done. They were trying to scramble before the draft in hopes that Damian Lillard seeks a trade. The Heat are in that same category. But the Heat are like, okay, wait a minute, we'll pull out of this and we'll try to get Damian Lillard. And that would be interesting because you want to talk about being in a win-now situation. You would have him, Bam, Jimmy, and that would be your starting, that would be your big free. Assuming Bam does get thrown, and I don't think Tower Hero would be traded, so you would have like that core four. Do you know offensively terrifying that would be then with Bam's defense and Jimmy's defense that would be very very solid and if Damian Lillard's disgruntled enough you could probably fleece them like the Suns fleeced the Washington Wizards I'm I'm being completely honest I am being 100% serious no no jokes here because I think if Miami really wanted to sell Bradley Beal and really wanted to sell the Wizards, they could have went all in. But they didn't want to go on by giving Tower Hero and the younger guys, in addition to like Lowry and uh, Robinson, just all those for and several first rounders. Who would know if it would have been for this season? I don't know. I would assume yes, but that could have been sprinkled out through now the 2028-2029, that type of stuff. But this was heating up. Remember, 
the Heat got into advanced conversations, so they must be holding out extreme hope for Damian Lillard. And I think in the end, Damian Lillard would be a better fit for the Miami Heat than Bradley Beal would have been for Miami. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I do believe that. I believe Brad Bill is the better fit for Phoenix than he was for Miami. And vice versa for Damian Lillard. I don't think Damian Lillard would have fell on the Phoenix Suns. But he definitely would have fell on the Miami Heat. And that Heat culture. And trying to win that ring. Could you imagine that? So I'm not ruling out a Damian Lillard trade. I think Damian Lillard is going to get fed up soon. But right now he's remaining loyal. And right now... He is not being traded. It does not look like he's on the trade block, but both the Wizards and Heat are hoping against hope right now. Just in the off chance that he does want to seek a trade, I would be floored if that came out before the draft, unless it's going to be, oh, a big trade. The Blazers are getting out of third and they're trading with so-and-so. Could you imagine if the Heat landed there? Could you imagine that? I don't even want to think about that. I don't think that would happen. But I think the Blazers are sitting comfortably at number three. I think the Hornets are sitting comfortably at number two. The Spurs are obviously sitting comfortably at number one. They're not moving. They'd rather die than give up that pick. I don't blame them. I don't blame them one bit. But you see how there's a lot of moving pieces and while we're here I just want to look at Miami's team I just want to see not I don't want to look at like their payroll and stuff I've I've no interest in that I have no interest but I want to see how many guys are I guess it would be under payroll but I under contract and stuff so I'm just going to go over to here. I'm just trying to make it more accessible. So I have a better idea of what's going on. And I don't need anything fancy. I just, okay, here we go. Basketball reference. The, pretty much their entire team is still under contract for this upcoming season. Victor Oladipo has that player option. Now, that one gets interesting. It does. Tyre Hero's new contract kicks in this upcoming season. But that player option does get interesting because it could be a sign-and-trade. Especially, especially if they go in and try to get like a guy like Damian Lillard. Or another star-caliber player. Or an all-star player. So, along those lines. Because his name has been popping up in trades and trade rumors. So it could be like a signed trade type um, trade. That that sounded really <laughs> redundant. Never mind. But you got Jimmy under contract. So the guys that are under contract for 2025-26 is Jimmy, Bam, Duncan, and Hero. With uh, Nikhil Vovich. Jovic? I don't know how you say his last name. But Nikhila. So that's interesting. Hero goes to 2026-2027. But right now under contract you have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 guys under contract. 
with Orlando Robinson, Jamal Cain, Cody Zeller, Omar uh, Yurt Seven, Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, and Kevin Love all being free agents. Remember, Udonis Haslam has retired. He's no longer coming back to the team. The 43-year-old is hanging it up. There are no team options till 2024 and 2025. And the only team options would be for Nikola Vovich in back-to-back years. So the team decides his future in both those seasons after 2023-24 season. But beyond that, so they're gonna have some they're gonna have some room to play with. So if they really want to make it work and they want to play around with budget and just try to make some moves, they could. They theoretically could. And I don't think the Miami Heat would be scared because they've been to the postseason. Um, they've been to the finals twice in what four seasons. So I don't think they're scared at all. I don't think they're scared at all. But it just gets it gets really crazy because now there's a lot of moving pieces. I think the Trailblazers will still be. Um, I think that the Trailblazers will still be fielding calls regarding their third overall pick, their top pick. But never rule out. Oh. That partially scared me. I don't know if you guys heard that in the background, but that partially scared me. But yeah, so that's something we could talk about for our uh, Tuesday, um, maybe a little bit on Tuesday, but for like our Wednesday, Thursday uh, pre-draft coverage. I-, I think that's something we can most definitely talk about. But the Heat are probably going for bigger, better things. They could be looking for Damian Lord. I don't understand if the Wizards go for Damian Lord because at that point, why wouldn't you just keep Brad Beal? Plus, why would Damian Lord want to play for the Wizards? That would be a worse. That'd be a worser situation for Dame. He would probably. He would just want to stick in Portland. He would just stick with Portland. He would remain to be. He would remain loyal, because the roster is better in Portland than it is in Washington. That's an absolute fact. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just gonna be dying on that hill alone. But that's where I'm at. That's where my mentality's at. I don't know. So that to me gets really, really interesting. But I think the Suns won that trade. I don't know what ESPN was talking about. I'm very excited for this. The bench is going to be questionable. I don't think it's going to be as horrific as it was last season. I think there's going to be some improvements. I would look out for guys like Alex Crusoe if you're able to trade. I don't know how you'll be able to trade from. The assets are very scarce right now, especially getting rid of Chris Paul and Andrew Shaman. Your top asset on the block right now would be DeAndre Ayton, but if you're trying to save him and trying to keep him, which I believe they will, initially unless this out-of-this-world trade offer comes in or it just makes perfect sense for this team, I think they're keeping DA, but... 
it's going to be interesting how they're going to try to do trades because no one's just going to be accepting like four or five second rounders, even if they, I don't even know if they have that. Maybe some pick swaps, who knows? Maybe you could try to throw away some of your other bench and maybe try to do some signing trades. I don't know. But if you get Alex Crusoe, that's defense. If you get Russell Westbrook, oh my, that's going to be off as a defense. He's going to be a high man. But I think you have to look at free agency. You have to look at veteran minimums. You're going to have to use a selling point of, we're a legit finals-bound contender. We're a championship-contending team. We've got two of the top ten best players of the in the league and Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. We have Brad Beal, who's still a top 20 player in this league. We have a very young center that it has a head coach that's probably going to pay more attention to him, and that is defense-oriented and is ready to use the specialties and abilities of the big man. And we have Josh Okogie, who is just that guy who proved it to be that guy last season. So, you have all these different selling points. But, for all the people that are down on this Brad Build train, saying that the Suns are worse, and and all this stuff, I kind of I kind of find that ridiculous. It's silly in a lot of ways. I'm just saying, if you're going to say that, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. To me, to me... Um, it would be pretty crazy to say that the Suns would be worse because there are people that believe the Suns would be getting worse. But it's not like Chris Paul was still in his prime and Landry Shaman was a good piece. It was good that we moved on. The Wizards completed what they wanted to get done. They achieved what they wanted to get done, which was a sour, uh, which was a sour dumb. The Suns came in. Brad Bill wanted to play. And I think Brad Bill is going to be a lot happier in Phoenix. So that means his recovery time is going to be faster. And maybe the injuries won't be as severe. But now you have more strength if a guy does go down. You still have two stars. You're still going to have multiple stars. You're going to still have multiple offensive scoring generators. If that makes sense. But this is going to be very interesting. And I like that Matt Ishbia is being aggressive. He's only been here for a few months, but he's been very aggressive. He's pulled off the Kevin Durant trade. He's pulled off the Brad Beale trade with James Jones. James Jones has also been orchestrating this, so it's not all been Matt Ishbia. We also got to credit James Jones. Because I think James Jones would have pushed for Bradley Beal. But all of this only matters if they win a championship or they're in the finals next season. Because you got to remember, the window for KD is getting smaller and smaller because he's getting older and older. But I'm not going to jump into that today. I'm just putting that in y'all's brains. But again, guys, like I said, this is going to be a short podcast episode because I wanted to detail what the Suns, just what the Suns got. Like, this is the perfect fit. I am very, very pleased. I am very, very pleased. And I'm hoping that Chris Paul does go to the Clippers. So this way we can have a shot at Russell Westbrook. Because I think he would take less money to play for a legit finals contending team that's not the Denver Nuggets. Right? 
So there are options out there. Courtsheet.com will have different types of articles addressing all of this stuff. The podcast will be rock and roll. We're going to be going from Monday to Saturday. So guys, do not miss it. This is going to be very, very exciting. Remember, the draft starts at 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 8 p.m. East Coast Time. Um, we're just going to be here. Podcast comes out 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time or AZ Time. So do not miss it. Remember, we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Spotify, and even Twitter now. You guys are loving it, so we're going to continue boosting it up and just keeping it rocking and rolling. I hope this makes sense for you guys that I maybe I could have gone a little more in depth, but I hope this makes sense for you guys where we're at with Brad Beal, why this does work, and this was the right strategic move. We got off a bad player and a very aging player who can score more and put up the same numbers uh, playmaking-wise that Paul uh, that Paul was putting up and Landry was putting up. That's just the utter fact. That's just the utter truth. And I believe the Suns going to be better off for it. And there's going to be ways that we can we, we strategize our bench. Because trust me, we're not forgetting about the bench. We're not going to repeat last year's mistakes. We're not going down last season's rabbit hole. We're not doing that. I have complete faith in the Phoenix Suns. I'm going to continue analyzing them. And I'm going to be signing off for now. I'll see y'all Tuesday morning. And yeah, we'll just keep this train rock and rolling. Peace, everyone. Have a great Monday. And yeah, I'm out. Peace.